if you're the kind of person who wants to achieve a lot of goals, learn many things, all while balancing and being able to integrate work and life properly, this is for you. Like, it's definitely <laughs> dedicated to you. We're going to discuss all about, like, what that process has been like for me in my entire entrepreneurship journey so far and what are the lessons I've learned. All of that in today's episode. You're listening to the Purposeful Productivity Podcast, where we talk about the science, stories, and strategies behind productivity that lights you up without burning you out. With your host, na matagal nang nananaginip magka-air fryer, Sales Alejandro. Okay, so this episode is more of a reflection episode and more of like me sharing my personal experience. So you will be able to relate to this episode if you are ambitious, if you have a lot of goals, a lot of interests. If you're a lifelong learner, keep on listening. This is for you. There's a lot of pressure for us and a lot of it is internal it's not like it's not like the world is telling us to achieve all of these things. It's very intrinsic. Like we value being able to learn and being able to help other people with the things that we've learned, right? And maybe some of you are like secretly nodding to yourself. And that process for me has been very difficult because number one, there's that internal debate between should I generalize or specialize? And that's really hard if you have a lot of, um, you know, passion projects, hobbies, and just things you're interested in. And the other thing is managing your time. Although I, you guys know I don't like using that term, but basically it is what it is. It's balancing our energy and, you know, staying sane, doing all of that without burning out. And number three is managing imposter syndrome. And on the tail end of that, or like the other end of that spectrum, is, you know, making sure that we stay humble even with all of the things that we're achieving. Okay, so let's break that down. So again, that's generalist versus specialist. Number two is balancing everything in our lives. And number three is, you know, imposter syndrome or what I do to manage that. So the first one is really closer to prioritizing things, right? It's like understanding that we have a finite amount of time here. And so we want to make the most out of it. At the same time, allowing ourselves that freedom to explore the things we want to explore. And that's really hard, especially if like, if you're not the best at you know, managing your time or maybe... You just don't have enough headspace right now. Maybe you have a full-time job. Maybe you're still a student. There are things in our lives that we feel like, you know, are necessary. And most times they are. Like, we like to use the word adulting when it comes to responsibilities. So there are certain things that need to take place first before we feel free enough to be able to do the things we need to do. The debate between becoming a generalist versus specialist is a personal one. I know that data-wise, a lot of people are leaning towards, you know, specialize, specialize, specialize. And I don't want to 
And I know that I might not be as efficient with making the most out of my time with it. But it's a decision that, well, I've refined the decision to, from being like a very, very wide generalist to just being like, um, to specialize more in like certain skills. And the way that I'm at peace with that decision is instead of forcing myself that I need to specialize, right? Because when we say we want to specialize in something, it feels like we need to let go of certain things right and this is this episode's actually inspired by one of the futures videos on you know becoming a multi multi hyphenated you know hybrid person and a lot of that discussion it was basically a conversation between this like two people one asking the questions and coaching the other person who i totally resonated with because that person had like three career paths working for them and they do not want to let go of any of them and the way that the other person the coach was like talking him through it was actually very similar to the questioning that i've done for myself right to give you context right what are the things that i'm interested in that i didn't want to let go of number one is like, I wanted to have some time for gardening, and that's a hobby. I also want to have enough time to learn new things a lot. The other one is I, wa- I wanted to sustain my creative business. I used to have a business that does calligraphy and other, you know, uh, handmade stuff, right? And so I also have... Like this one, productivity coaching and creating content. A lot of last year was focused on coaching other people when it comes to productivity. Then the newest one is I'm, since now I'm a certified Notion consultant, that's also one thing I've got going for me. And of course, the another one is creating content. Like that's the last one, creating podcasts, writing and stuff like that. And that's a lot if you think about it. But what I've learned is to pare it down to the essentials, right? And you can actually get the essence of what all these things do for me and combine them into smaller, not really smaller, but rather more specialized endeavors, so to speak. What do I mean by this? It means, right, I have, if I have like five hobbies or five streams of income that I'm actively pursuing, I've now focused on just two. And the decision for this one is the realization that what I really want isn't necessarily, you know, all of these five business opportunities. What I want is the feeling of being able to do these things, right? So what do I mean by that? I like gardening, not necessarily to create income, although I did consider it, but rather I like the feeling of working with my hands. And uh, that's the same feeling I got when I was working on my handmade business. And that I realized that I'm satisfied enough with just working with my hands with the soil in the garden instead of actively pursuing a business 
in the handmade, you know, arts and crafts calligraphy scene. That also means that any crafty endeavor I now consider to be just smaller hobbies rather than forcing myself to monetize whatever hobbies I have. Because another another thing I realized, like, you know, not everything is meant to be monetized and not everything needs to become a career for it to be worth it. And I'm at peace with that now. Another thing that I f- focused on last year was one-on-one coaching when it comes to productivity. And like as fun as that was, and I still love doing it, I realized that what was more important to me is actually educating, informing, and helping people to become more purposeful when it comes to their productivity. And I don't necessarily want nor need to be paid for it. So a big, big move that I'm working towards is actually, you know, creating other streams of income so that I could support it as a passion project so that I can instead create more content. I mean, the coaching's still gonna be there. I just want to be able to scale it up more because a realization of mine is I can only help so many people at a time if I talk to everyone one by one. Whereas if I put my resources in creating informative content, then everybody wins. And that's what I want to do. And so that's this is the line of questioning that I asked myself when I was basically reflecting during last year before the new year. As an effect of that, I feel like I'm going into the new year much more focused and the priorities are correct because what I essentially did was think of all of these different things that I like to do and ask myself why I like doing that. Why do I like doing this? Why do I like doing this? And it all boils down to a few things actually. Number one, I like working with my hands. I like creating things. Number two, I like learning new things. Number three, I like sharing what I learn with other people. That brings me joy and purpose. And number three, I'm a thinker. And so pairing it down to just two main things, like making sure I always have a hobby where I'm tinkering with something, I'm crafting, making miniatures, crocheting, whatever. And then pulling all of that together. So instead of forcing myself or like, being super deep into the hobby, the the most minimal setup is fine with me. And that's okay. The other is um, setting myself up for, you know, what I want to do as a passion project, which is creating more content. So systematizing. So now, because I've asked myself that question and I've strategically pared it down to what really matters to me, getting how I feel about what I do, and then thinking of how to inject that into everything, into the main things that I do, is very helpful for me. Because now I'm, I'm confident that the things are prioritized. I'm confident that the direction is correct. And most importantly, I feel like this move is aligned to who I am and who I want to become. And so that decision has also allowed me to understand that it is wise for me right now to start 
delegating some of my other stuff to other people. Things that are not in my zone of genius. Things that other people can do so that I can focus on the things only I can do and things that I actually enjoy. And that is the point, is to collaborate with other people so that your weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa so that everything is well connected and basically you leverage off of each other's strengths so in other words what i'm really saying here is there are certain situations where saying no is the best thing that you can do for yourself right because if you say no to the good things, then it sets you up to be able to say yes to greater things, to better things, to things that will really make your soul feel alive. You feel like you're on fire because you know that this is really what you want to do, right? So instead of chasing the vehicle, in other words, the thing that, you know, carries the feeling, the feeling of excitement, the feeling of being free, the feeling of being able to be creative, and channeling that, like creating a system and an environment for yourself to foster said feelings. Na hindi ka ano ba? Hindi ka nababox sa specific vehicles na yon. Which means, right? If you're a creative person, you don't necessarily have to take up painting. Or you don't necessarily have to become a graphic artist. Maybe the intensity of how you feel is masaya ka na just being able to maybe journal every day. Maybe do some doodling. Maybe do a little bit of that. Or maybe even in your work or your business, you can try injecting some of that into the tasks that you do for yourself. So basically... You, you're saying no to the vehicle, aka this other endeavor, this other hobby, and learning how to channel that feeling back into what you are trying to specialize in, right? And so this way, it's it doesn't feel like you're denying yourself of anything because in reality, you aren't. You're not denying yourself of everything or anything. You're not denying yourself of anything. You're just choosing your battles wisely another thing that's always an issue that gets brought up when we're trying to pursue multiple things is integrating the things that we do in our lives like together basically work-life balance or work-life integration and that's what this whole podcast is about but I want to talk more about that as a self-proclaimed multi-hyphenated passionate multi-passionate person, right? These are my experiences while I'm in the in-between. Kumbaga, I'm not specialized yet. I'm working towards it, pero so far ito yung mga ito yung mga naranasan ko as someone na maraming gustong gawin sa buhay. <laughs> and how I was able to combat that. How I was able to basically not make myself burnt out. Also, nangyari siya. Nang, na-burn out ako a few times. But here's what I've learned para hindi na siya mangyari ulit. Number one, 
is actually I'm learning how to day theme. Day theme. So day theming is a technique wherein you batch specific tasks together. Depende sa theme ng araw. What does that mean? Depends on the things that you have on your plate, but it could mean, like, personally for me, Mondays are operation days, meaning admin tasks, delegating tasks to other people, reviewing their work from last week, and planning out the tasks for this coming week. And at the same time, content day, like, that falls on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, I have a client that I work for. Like, I work for them for a few hours every week. So I focus on them for those two days. And then come Thursday are the... Well, right now, these are the meeting days. So when someone wants to meet with me, I either try to meet them on Monday if they're part of my team. But if they're not, then it's usually a Thursday I meet with them. And then that, so Thursday and Friday are now like work days for other clients, for other, like for other clients that we're working with on a project basis. And that's usually what it looks like, like a bird's eye view of it basically uh, on the business side. But then I also have like specific day themes for when I do personal matters right so things like laundry is always done on sunday or monday and then i fold all of them on monday that kind of thing and also considering like my exercise happens on the days like basically monday thursday or friday basically the days where i am where i have the least amount of work that's where i put that there and so being able to decide these boundaries for myself has been super useful. But this is the latest strategy. It wouldn't have been possible without the foundational stuff in my system, which is, well, a lot of what I do operates on the on the Pareto principle, which is 80-20. So that basically means I always try to look for the 20%. That allows me to get the rest of the 80%. Basically, these are also what you call high leverage tasks. So I always try to look at, you know, high quality sources for whatever I'm trying to do. So, for example, I like to look at it. I like to dissect things before I go for it. So that I know kung paano yung atake because I know marami akong gustong gawin. And so I try to be efficient with it as possible. So for example, when I was learning how to garden, I, because dati I always kill all of my plants, I learned the basic, like ano ba yung basic factors so that the plant doesn't die. <laughs> A lot of it is like soil, water, sunlight. And then so I figured, right, with the right plant positioning inside the space that I'm growing them in, if I put them there, there is a way to do it so that I only need to water them once a week. <laughs> and that's an ongoing project, but I would say like more or less, 
now I understand, like, okay, this plant needs to be here and stuff. So I would say it's pretty successful just doing that. So instead of having to water things every single day, another thing that I did for that is creating the right soil for them is a big thing because in order for them to not dry out at the same time, hindi sila nalulunod. And so, I know I'm talking about gardening right now, but actually that analogy applies to a lot of things. Think about it. There are a lot of things. Now, you just need to know ano yung factors that affect said thing. Position it properly. Or maybe you can even apply this to yourself. What kind of environment do you need in order to be at your best with the least amount of care? Right? And then I balance it by asking myself, well, I mean, if you've, if, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I'm always a champion for self-reflection and self-awareness, especially if you're a business owner or just someone who really wants to basically unlock your full potential while you're here on Earth. You cannot do that without trying to at least know yourself. Because that will inform you of your decisions. And lastly is this whole thing about imposter syndrome. And I think I've gotten better at it. But it's always going to be there. Like that's what I've realized is it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. It's just how we try to process it. And actually, I'm trying to reflect right now. Like, it doesn't affect me as much anymore. And I think the reason is because at a certain point, once you keep doing whatever you're doing, you'll realize you feel the same way anyway when you do. When you feel like you've done bad and you feel like you've done good, imposter syndrome's always going to be there. So might as well just do it anyway. Even if, even if you feel like you're not worthy you have to allow yourself to do yourself a favor and do it anyway. And you'll be surprised at how much of your fears are so unfounded in the first place. And so you owe that to yourself to, at the very least, try. Speaking of, you know, allowing yourself to try new things, one thing I've tried last year is actually creating a giveaway in celebration of the podcast launch and one of those one of the prizes the grand prize is a one-on-one coaching call with me and another prize is actually a group coaching call wherein I still coach you guys but you'll be with other people and it's high time that I announce the winners so the grand prize winner is Fantastic Baby Dance. That's their username on iTunes. I like to read their review, right? They said, What I like most about the podcasts of Cells in general is that she can break down the process and simplify it for the listener. The examples she gives are also relatable for most listeners. I enjoy listening to her because I gain new knowledge like lateral thinking, sunk costs, terms I do not encounter anymore. So there's there's more to that review, but I got the gist of it. 
So thank you and congratulations to you. And for the winners of the runner-up prize are The Right Strategist, Amazing Grapes, and Lauren Bea. Congratulations to you guys. You guys have won a group coaching call with me. So I'll be contacting all the winners via email to let you know how you can get your prize. So congratulations and thank you again for reviewing the podcast. And speaking of reviewing the podcast, did you guys know that you can now review podcasts inside of Spotify? So if you haven't done that yet, I highly, highly appreciate it if you could give a word or two, maybe even just two sentences to let me know what you've learned from this episode and maybe even suggestions of future episodes that you want to listen to. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Cels Alejandro. And see you guys next time. So that was today's episode of the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Cels Alejandro. And if you want to learn more about this or get all the latest updates on this podcast, the best way for you to do that is to go to cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Again, that's Cells Alejandro. That's my name, cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for sticking around. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye. And don't forget to always show up every day. Bye.